0: Don't tell anyone I'm free
1: Don't tell anyone I'm
2: free Hello and welcome to BST Talk number 75 It's Tuesday, October 10, 2006 All I have is an interview for you today, so here it is Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Leo Ryder and Jim Curtin from Virtual Bridges. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Will. Nice to be here.
2: Thank you. Nice to be here. Why don't I have each of you introduce yourselves in turn and let us know what you do?
0: Okay. Uh, I'm Jim Curtin. I'm the CEO of Virtual Bridges and do the things that CEOs do, and that's it.
1: I'm Leo Ryder. I'm the CTO of Virtual Bridges, and uh, I pretty much handle... uh, software, and product development responsibilities.
2: The reason I wanted to speak to you today was regarding your recent release of a new product, which is Win for BSD. Could you describe what that is and what it does?
0: Sure. Win for BSD is uh, similar in nature to our Win for Lin product, and what we look at is providing platform migration capabilities or coexisting capabilities for Unix and Linux platforms. The idea is to take Windows Guests, which would presumably support all of your Windows applications that you might need, whether it's one or two or a handful, and allow you to run them on your Unix and Linux boxes. The product, Win for BSD, was just released because we have been looking at this market for a long time and talking to the BSD folks, particularly the FreeBSD and PCBSD folks, and we're impressed with the, even though... It's not recognized as a, a very large market, per se. Uh, the activity on the sites and the enthusiasm of the community is very high, and we, we tend to focus on underserved market opportunities and collaborating with the free BSD folks, the PCBSD folks. We thought this would be really exciting. We, we'd heard the anecdotal information that when the new version of PCBSD was put out, there were 80,000 downloads in the month, and to us, even if it's a small market in the bigger scheme of things, it's attractive in our context. And and of course the architecture is very portable and you know, we were able to put it on there with high quality and, and fairly quick turnaround. So that was one of the main reasons. So the other thing on the free BSD side we they generate quite a lot of traffic through that site. And there's you know, consumers and, and personal users, desktop users, but there's also, uh, you know, a, a pretty impressive list of companies that use the BSD platform as a server farm and, and for infrastructure. So we felt, again, bringing this high-quality product in here to this underserved market would be a very good business decision.
2: And I assume that a lot of people would consider it risky to produce commercial software for these operating systems. Linux itself is considered a small part of the market, and I think that the BSDs have even less visibility. I would hope and assume that the process of porting your existing Win4Lin product to the BSDs wasn't too labor-intensive.
0: Correct. And and that was one of the reasons that it was easy to enter this market is we had all of the integration pieces, the value-add pieces, and the the core open-source pieces there to package up, and it was a relatively quick process and not that labor-intensive. But, you know, it's amazing the intensity uh, or the appetite of the BSD market, even though it's small. Uh, you know, we went from 30-something mentions of Win for BSD a week ago to almost 300,000 mentions after we released this product. And that's, you know, to me, that's an example A, the viralness of the Internet news phenomenon with blogs and what have you, but B, the voraciousness of the BSD community to learn about things happening in the BSD space. So we're expecting really good
1: things.
2: And do your products for BSD and Linux have feature parity? Are they going to be developed from the same code base?
1: Yes. uh, As a matter of fact, they do have feature parity, and we, uh, we do everything we can to to develop from the same code base. And as far as, you know, for, for most purposes, win for bsd and win for lin are almost identical at this point. Uh, in fact, our win for bsd product is um, sort of an even newer incarnation of, it's our next generation win for lin We were able to get it on BSD faster than we were able to get it on Linux for various reasons. But, yes, we do have feature parity, and we expect, to, moving
2: forward, to maintain both products on a similar roadmap. And you mentioned FreeBSD and PCBSD. I'm assuming the most recent versions of both? We run
1: uh, on everything from uh, FreeBSD 5.4 all the way up to 6.1, and also 6.2. Uh, I'm not sure if 6.2 is released yet or not, but we do run in that range. As far as PCBSD goes, we have done uh, the bulk of our testing on the 1.2 version, which is the latest, the current version. And yes, those those are the platforms that we support. So we're really flexible on the platforms.
2: Any thought to porting over to the Net or OpenBSD or Dragonfly BSDs? Net and OpenBSD,
1: it's definitely on our long-term roadmap. They are different operating systems. I'm not sure about Dragonfly BSD is at this point, but there is another uh, platform, desktop BSD that we're looking at, which is also a close relative of FreeBSD, and I think that will be the next uh, major supported platform. But Net and OpenBSD are definitely on our long- longer-term roadmaps.
2: One thing I think that I've seen asked on some of the forums is a request for a PCBSD PBI installer. Where are you in that process? Uh, we're literally
1: within a week uh, of having that available. We're, we're very, very close. Uh, we've actually worked closely with the, uh, the sort of the PCBSD uh, leadership, but you know we're uh, we have been working closely with that, and we're you know we're in the final stages of releasing that. So we, I mean we we understood the importance of that from day one. It was just a matter of uh, we didn't want to delay the product the product launch, which you know was, was a solid product for, for all the platforms. Because we didn't quite have the perfect PBI in place, uh, and the other thing too is that we wanted to get it right. We didn't want it to be we wanted it to be completely integrated, the seamless installation, et cetera. and uh, we figured that the best thing to do was to get the product out there and then you know come up with a, a very shortly shortly thereafter the PBI, which we're very close to doing.
2: So if we were to give people a rough idea of what they should expect when they use this product, you essentially install it on the BSDs and then you fire up an installation of Windows, correct? That's correct. And the installation on the BSDs, does that require any kernel patching?
1: Uh, No, it doesn't. Uh, We use a runtime-loadable driver that we put in there, and it does not require any kernel patching. It loads dynamically. You don't even have to reboot your system, so uh, there, there is no patching.
2: I think I've read somewhere some mentions of QEMU and KQEMU. Is it using that technology?
1: Yes, we do use those components. They're part of the larger suite that is when for BSD. I think they're, you know they're obviously very important components. But we we have uh, you know we integrate open source technology with our own value add, and then there are other open source technologies that are integrated in there as well to make the whole product. But yes, QEMU and and KQEMU are are uh, part of the bundle, and it's all it's all one seamless suite to the end user. There's no individual component installation or anything like that.
2: And just to make it clear. This product is closed source. It's a product that's mixed source. Uh, the parts that
1: are, you know, that are derived from open source, there are some parts, obviously, anything that, that directly ties into QEMU. We have made some open source patches to those components, and we've both released them to the QEMU community, and in some cases uh, work closely with other QEMU developers to get them integrated into the, uh, the mainline QEMU. And we also distribute them along with the package, so end users who purchase or or download our software, they don't have to come back and ask us for the the open source patches that we provide. They're already bundled in the product. So if you need to look at them or you want to use them separately, you can.
2: Okay. So once they have Win for BSD installed, the next part is to install Windows. So two questions. One, is a Windows license included? And two, what versions of Windows are supported?
1: Windows license is not included, uh, which is pretty standard for this type of product, obviously. Which versions are supported? Uh, We support 2000 and XP, uh, XP Home, XP Pro, uh, any service pack, really, up to two, which is the latest. And on on 2000, we support every service pack except three. There were some issues with Service Pack 3 that are, in many cases, dead, even on native hardware, and we just can't support them in our virtual environment. One of the
0: things to add to that, Will, about the license, uh, you know, we're not selling, you know, this is not selling Windows, we're selling a capability to run the Windows you already have. So we're assuming you're needing to run a Windows application, and therefore you already have that. So we're providing the facility to run what you already have.
2: And speaking of applications, I assume not only Windows, but applications like Microsoft Office and other applications are supported?
1: Yeah, we run pretty much any, any Windows application that you can think of, You know, with the exception of, of I would say, uh, very heavy 3D games, for example. That's something that that will not run well in any virtual machine, whether it's ours or anybody else's. But as far as, uh, you know, personal productivity, business, accounting, you name it, uh, we, there are really no no major applications that we're aware of that don't run under uh, for BSD at
0: this point. Even the multimedia performs
1: good. Yeah, I mean, if you're running, you know, if you need to uh, have even a medium amount of multimedia use, if you need to watch uh, streaming video or whatever, that's fine. Uh, we just, the only thing that we... We don't claim to support well our, our like the latest shoot 'em up first-person 3D games, for example.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen uh, a lot of reviews yet for Win for BSD, which is expected because it's fairly new. But assuming that it follows a similar pattern to Win for Lin, Win for Lin always seemed to do very well in the performance tests versus other virtualization technology that virtualizes the entire machine. So I'm I'm hoping that the same thing follows for Win for BSD. Yeah, I mean,
1: if, if you've seen any of the later reviews on Win4Win Win Pro, the consensus seems to be that we're pretty much near or at native in terms of virtual machine performance on just about for just about any type of application. So there are some things that will be a little slower. There are some things that will be a little faster than native hardware, but we're you know we're pretty much right on target with performance. Right.
0: The nice thing for the BSD community is that we did spend version one and part of version two, you know, working from scratch, and so there were. You know, our community was very tolerant and very helpful and, and helped us work through to the, you know, excellent version that three uh, and forward has become. So Win for bsd runs right off that advanced one and a half year field tested version
2: effectively. And could you describe in general terms the difference between your product and some of the more traditional virtualization software?
1: the most general explanation would be that we're we're a platform uh like like Jim said, a platform migration. We're really a, a tool to allow you to run those applications that you need rather than really care about virtual machine technology and running, you know, multiple OS on top of your desktop, which is what some of our traditional competitors offer. So I think we're just very specialized to running Windows applications on top of your B S D environment.
0: Right. And and you know, the catchword will really is integration. You know, we focus much more on the integration of the experience of running Windows in the host environment. So we we take the Windows and make it a a seamless guest in the environment, as opposed to focus on uh, a lower level of running multiple OSs concurrently for the professional developer or or technical professional. We're more for the general user who is trying to have a seamless experience with their preferred environment, be it Unix or Linux, and have the Windows capabilities seamlessly integrated there uh, with it, so it's much more on the desktop about integration. The other part of the integration is, you know, having the docs and settings transparent in the, the native file system, controlling the Windows system image with the native privileges and permissions and security, you know, other types of you know easy install mechanisms and and what have you that uh, provide the integration.
2: Now let's focus on that a little bit. Essentially, your My Documents and Documents and Settings reside natively on the FreeBSD file system, as opposed to being wrapped up inside a disk image.
1: Right. There are different modes of installing the product and the guest. Uh, the default mode is to put your documents on your BSD file system. So they live in your home directory where you would expect your, your regular documents to live.
2: And what about international languages? I think a, a large part of the BSD community is not from the United States. How's your support for foreign languages?
1: As far as uh, foreign uh, international versions of Windows, the data that we have, at least from the Win for Win product, is that you know we support pretty much any any uh, language version of Windows. As far as keyboard support goes, I don't have the list in front of me, but we we do have about two dozen different types of keyboard layouts that we support, not just Europe, but also Asia and so forth and uh, Latin America. So we're pretty pretty rich in that environment. I think you know there's. There's a lot of room for improvement, and something that we're always going to be focusing on moving forward. It's one of our, our major areas of development. But where we are today already is we're very strong in that respect. And as far as the feedback we've received so far from the BSD community, we have had quite a bit of international feedback, and it's all been very positive. So we, you know, we're not aware of any glaring deficiencies at the moment. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of the PCBSD team that did sort of the initial private beta was obviously international and uh you know we got very good collaboration there and we didn't have any major issues.
2: And if people want to try out Win for BSD, is there a trial version that they can use?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a trial version available on our website.
2: It's a default 2-week period. And then after that, what's the cost of the software?
0: We have a special running right now at 49.99. The list will go back after the introductory to 69.99.
2: Well, are there any other topics that you want to talk about today?
0: Well, we will be following this up relatively shortly with uh, the Kindred product uh, of this as in when we in with the virtual desktop server. So primarily we're going after the desktop community first, working out any issues and, and obviously meeting this pent-up demand. Uh, but then we're going to follow with with more enterprise or corporate SMB version, which will focus on consolidating desktops on the BSD server and then serving these desktops out to network connected clients.
1: and I just wanted to add to the um, you know a good mention about the usability and ease of uh, installation of our product versus you know figuring out virtual machine technology on on one's own, which is we've had a a high ranking member of the PCBSD team tell us that he was pretty much ready to give this to his mother to install uh, we've, we you know we did all the hard work of figuring out what the best way to install Windows is, what the best, you know, virtualization options are at different stages of the use of Windows, et cetera, et cetera. And we're really down to just click on an icon and go where you don't really need to understand how to configure anything or how to compile anything or, or anything of that nature. So we're very happy about that and that's, you know, it's on par with the experience that our, our Linux users have and in fact It's probably better in some cases because of the certain attributes of the BSD platform uh, enable it to be a little bit more seamless. So we're
0: very happy about it. I think that's a a really good point to close on is that even though there's some open source stuff out there with QEMU or KQEMU, a a significant amount of users that have come and bought the product already have said, geez, I couldn't get those to work on my own. This works. And so... Obviously, our experience there and the packaging and and all the things we've done have made this thing usable to people who previously couldn't use it.
2: Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today.
0: Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us.
2: If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and this has been BSD Talk number 75.